Hello and welcome to This Is My Dram, a whiskey and music podcast in which we review a whiskey and play some songs to go with it. This Is My Dram consists of me, Stu, and the Northern Irish guy who's constantly trying to sabotage my efforts, Andy. Our Series 6 finale episode is all about the future, or the present future to be precise, as we try the Whiskey Show's 10th anniversary bottling labelled The Present Future, which is an independent bottling of a 12-year cask-strength Lechegue. If you think I've just pronounced that wrong, uh, regular listeners to the podcast will know that I struggle with Gaelic pronunciations, as we discuss later on. Um, it's handy, someone actually posted a, a guide to pronouncing uh, Gaelic words that I've You, you mispronounced pronounce there. You said, <laughs> you said pronouncing instead of pronouncing, but anyway. Bollocks! We also create a futuristic theme playlist to go with the whiskey, giving us an opportunity to pull out all of the special effects. So this episode is all about the future. <laughs> right words. I don't know, the, the special effects budget's really... <laughs> pull out all the special effects for the, the, the series for now. <laughs> and we have another listener bit, where we interview a listener about their favourite whiskies. Uh, this episode is Aidan Bertie from Cell Shields. Listeners, you'll be glad to hear a real Geordie for a change on the podcast so uh so yeah nice to have a, a real geordie from cell shields aren't you i was going to say technically not a geordie well i'm uh, sorry yes i've got to i've got to get my uh, south of the river uh, north of the river uh, accents right however i do have a geordie accent you can follow aiden uh, at bobafett 2k6 on twitter and check out the guest blog he did for us on our website thisismydram.com uh, along with all our other podcasts playlists and blogs don't forget to follow us on twitter and instagram at this is my dram, or one word. But for now, here's the podcast. Cheers. This is my dram. This is my dram. I like whiskey. I like beer. Welcome to Series 6, Episode 6, Series Finale of This Is My Dram. How are you doing, Andy? Uh, p- pretty good, yes. We're, so we're up, to, we're up to the big 6-6. Six, six. Yeah. I'd like That's to say that, that we've got something massive planned for it, but... Um, nah. <laughs> it's it's another underwhelming end of season. <laughs> we we like to we like to bury our best material in the right in the middle of a series, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, we've had a know. series jam packed full of guests and documentaries and all this kind of stuff. And yeah, no yeah. series finale, fairly standard episode. We're not really like building so, this up for our listeners, are we? No, no, no. It's it's sort of a process of start week, uh, creep up into competency, and then and then sort of you know fade out disappointingly by the end of the series that's uh that's our um that's our process sounds like a season of newcastle united playing football to be honest so uh, yeah yeah so fair enough um well my my news would be um i went for a drink with uh, one of our listeners aiden uh, at bobafett 2k6 on twitter um and he's done a bit of a listener bit for us so we've got that joy to look forward to later on in the episode um so we just went for a drink in the red house one of our places we went a couple of times when you were you were still based in newcastle good pub isn't it yeah no it's nice so so i mean 
obviously the uh, the upshot of that is you're you're drinking with other men now. Um, <laughs> I'm cheating on you. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, you will move to Northern Ireland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started it. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, that's cool. I, li- I like the way we're getting uh, a lot of our regular listeners and long-time listeners kind of involved this series. It's, it's, it's cool. It's been nice, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, really enjoyable. And uh, yeah, I had a good drink with Aidan and a good... Uh, uh, we managed to geek out on a few whiskeys in the pub as well, so it was good. Um, so had a, had a good time. Um, but today what we're focusing on is we are focusing on a uh, whiskey that has been bottled for the 10th anniversary of the Whiskey Show in London. And this is because they had a, a bit of a future theme of their Whiskey Show. Uh, so we've, well, we've got hold of the present future uh, expression that they did they did basically three expressions they did past future present future and the future um, yeah, okay. <laughs> and uh, oh god right this is where the problem comes now because the distillery this is from well it's from Tobermory distillery let's be honest mm-hmm. but it's Tobermory's um, peated range which is pronounced Andy do the honours no I think you should have a go <laughs> damn you Okay, I'm going to give it a go. So it's it's spelt like it looks like it should be pronounced Ledeig, uh, uh-huh. but I believe it's pronounced Lechig, Lechig. Bless you. <laughs> is that anywhere close to what you've got? I mean, can you pronounce this one? I mean, this is a pretty tricky one. Let's be honest. I, I would I would go Lechig with this. Lechig, Lechig. Okay, yeah. nice. Lechake, so there we go, Lechake Distillery. Um, it's handy, someone actually posted a, a guide to pronouncing uh, Gaelic words that I retweeted. You, you mispronounced pronounce there. You said, <laughs> you said pronouncing instead of pronouncing, but anyway. Bollocks. So, <laughs> yeah, my pronunciations are, are brilliant so far. Um, but yeah, I <laughs> I retweeted this tweet that it said how to pronounce uh, Gaelic words, and it had, um, it was like kind of how to do each particular bit letter. oh yes i saw that yeah was, yeah, yeah, yeah particularly good go, go back and look on twitter for uh, for those of you who missed it it was particularly amusing uh there was kind of bits where it said like these are silent and then just make some in- unintelligible noise here and things like that yeah, yeah. um and no, that's quite no no phlegm in the back of your throat is safe when you, when you <laughs> say a gallic word you know but uh, any uh, regular listeners will know i usually struggle with pronunciations anyway so this one is particularly bad so um so like lechig 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 Lichig, something like that. Um, but anyway, so it's basically Tobermory Distillery and it's their peated uh, expression. And uh, this has been aged for 12 years in sherry butts um, and is bottled at 58.4%. Um, so yeah, so we thought that because we were doing this kind of future-themed whiskey or pr- present future-themed whiskey, uh, we would also go for quite a future-themed episode. So so this episode is all about the future. <laughs> right words the fucking, I don't know the, the special effects budgets really <laughs> you know, all the special effects for the, the, the series for now <laughs> that was great I, mean, so, I you know I, sometimes I wish we were a YouTube channel and, and that was definitely one of those one of those moments sort of uh jazz hands futuristic uh sound effect for you there. <laughs> <laughs> your your kind of uh, uh flat-mouthed expression was uh, was quite quite something to behold as well <laughs> to, to react to my my attempt to jazz up the episode um but yeah so we thought we'd do a bit of a futuristic themed episode we went for just a future themed and left that kind of open to interpretation as well um but yeah so so hopefully quite a futuristic 
uh, episode where we do lots of uh, fun futuristic stuff but I thought that linked in quite nicely actually to a article that uh, someone sent to me so at some whiskey bloke on Twitter um, tagged us in an article uh, I'm not sure if he meant to tag us in an article I assume he did uh, but thank you for tagging us either way uh, at some whiskey bloke um, but he tags an article um, which had been posted by Whiskey Advocate uh, which was all about the distilleries that are trying to achieve uh, quicker aging by um, kind of going for kind of chemical experiments to try and see if they can produce the effect of aging whiskey in a matter of kind of days or weeks rather than kind of the, the 10 or 20 years that you'd, you'd usually spend in a barrel. Um, and so I thought it was quite interesting and, and I kind of thought, wondered what your thoughts were on whiskey that is kind of artificially aged to taste as, you know, like it is aged, but isn't actually aged does that go against everything that whiskey stands for or is this something that we're interested in for the future uh, i mean it sounds like a big pile of bullshit to me but um <laughs> um i mean i i'm not sort of I don't, I don't know it's 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 a tricky one because without understanding the science of the production of it i can't really say because there's the, you know there's plenty of food products that we eat that go through some kind of um you know, process that would have been considered, you know, space age a hundred years ago, and is you, you know, we're we're now not particularly bothered by it. You know, taking aside things like uh, genetic modification and all that kind of stuff. So I I I, I don't know. Uh, well, I think so a lot I, of what whiskey is is kind of the the process and the history behind how whiskey is produced is, is such an important element of whiskey, isn't it? So, uh, you know, when you go and visit the distilleries, when you get those stories of how they came about and how they go through their process, it's all part of the romance and the charm. And I think a, a lot of people, you know, that's why they're willing to pay for kind of, um, you know, more aged whiskies because they know that some time, some effort and some love has gone into producing the whiskey. I suppose the, it becomes more relevant than if you think about, you know, when whiskey stocks start to run low, uh, does this then give a viable alternative and yeah i mean the chemical processes seem basically to be something along the lines of trying to make those chemical processes that happen with age happen much more quickly by either putting the alcohol under kind of pressure or light or heat kind of um you know adding extra pressure light and heat to get those chemical reactions happen earlier um but yeah i don't know i don't know i'd be really interested to try one of these whiskies next to uh, an actual aged whiskey. This, I think the same I think it's aged. one of those things. You you know I I guess as whiskey music podcast we you know we can always make those kind of uh, parallels to music. It's kind of like you know I'm I'm aware of things that have been done in the past where you know a computer program has analysed the tones and cadences and rhythms used by a particular composer mm. and essentially been able to recreate you know, write a new Mozart symphony or something using the the sort of um patterns in his uh in his work. And and obviously the product doesn't sound like Mozart. You no. know, it's so so I'm kind of I'd be leaning towards expecting that kind of result with 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 this kind of whiskey production. You know, yeah. I, I mean you know, and as well, you know, a big part of whiskey business is is show business and, you know, when mm. a new distillery opens it's quite nice to sort of open the calendar app on your phone and scroll forward like 10 years and put yeah. a note in saying, try a new whiskey. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, whereas uh, I think it would take, it would take a lot of the 
the magic out of it of a mm. distillery was able to open tomorrow and put its single malt uh, whiskey on the shelves by next weekend. That's enough chat, now let's listen to some music. That's enough chat, now let's listen to some music. That's enough chat, yeah, now let's listen to some music, yeah. Have you ever heard the uh, AI-created pop music? Um, have uh, you ever yeah, listened yeah. to that? It's absolutely awful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's you, you, brilliantly you know. awful. <laughs> but we we've restrained ourselves from going for AI created pop music. I think for our playlist, haven't we? But we have done a, a playlist of future related um, songs. Um, so I'll kick off this week. Um, so the first one I've gone for is uh, from a Tron soundtrack. So not naturally, when we thought about kind of future related. Uh, songs i thought about well what kind of uh, films are set in the future that have kind of well-known soundtracks and one that came to mind was tron it's kind of a bit of a weird one because it's actually set in the 80s but it's about an arcade game that is based in the future so and this person kind of going into this arcade arcade game effectively um so tron uh got remade in 2010 there was kind of well it was not remade it was a sequel in 2010 sure and daft punk did the soundtrack for it and Mm -hmm. i know some people including i think yourself uh think it's among some of their best work i I would say so i think it's a really uh, really cracking soundtrack i think they i think they managed to really um capture that uh sort of 80s futurism thing Mm. But it's all, you know, it's also very recognisably Daft Punk. So yeah, I think the big change from their normal albums would be that there's a lot of cinematic elements, there's a lot of strings and things like that uh, to help along the music. But every now and then, a very kind of knowing uh, Daft Punk style arpeggio starts to kick in, and you see that, uh, yeah, this is actually still Daft Punk, and yeah, yeah, yeah. some really, really kind of uh, brilliant stuff on there. Um, and one of the tracks that I really love on there is uh, the Son of Flynn. Um, and it's kind of just beautiful, kind of very atmospheric uh, arpeggios that are kind of, yeah, noticeable of, of Daft Punk style, uh, but at the same time have a kind of ambience that uh, that you don't often get from their work. Their work's often quite in your face. Um, so this one is called Son of Flynn by Daft Punk. Quite a short song um, and quite cinematic, um, but yeah, see what you think. I think it nicely introduces our, our future theme. So here it is.
Okay, there we go. Son of Flynn by Daft Punk. Great stuff. Okay, so this whiskey then. Have we got a science bit? Oh, of course. The science bit is, you know, reinstated uh, completely until the next time I decide I can't be bothered. <laughs> so, uh, you, you know. see what I have to work with, listeners. You see what I have to work with. <laughs> uh, fantastic. Well, let's have your science bit for the Le Chig, uh whiskey uh, for the present future whiskey show bottling. Lecheg whiskey hails from a distillery that has, even for the turbulent nature of whiskey production, opened and closed more times than a toilet door in Nando's. Are you in there? Be right out! Rescued by a consortium of shipping magnates and sherry producers in the 1970s, having been dormant for over 40 years, it only lasted three years under the new name of Tubermory Distillery before a slow decline into receivership. The buildings were repurposed as holiday lets and cheese stores until Burn Stewart took a chance on the distillery in 1993. Whiskey production has been halted on several occasions at the distillery due to the unfathomable excuse for Scotland of low rainfall affecting the availability of adequate sources of water from the private lock used for distillation. Apparently a woman rang the BBC and said she heard that there was a hurricane on the way. Well, if you're watching, don't worry, there isn't. The introduction of a heavily peated expression from Tubermory saw the revival of the Lecheg label, which is distilled on Mall and aged at the Deanston Distillery near Stirling. The word Lecheg is derived from the Scots Gaelic meaning safe haven, despite being anything but for those who fear smoky whiskies or difficult pronunciations. No, can you seriously not understand? Not very much. I, I was going to kind of question him as he was going along. The core range of Lecheg is a 10-year and 18-year expression. The 12-year, present future bottling was specially selected for the Whiskey Show 2018 with a 3D lenticular label. Heavily peated and sherry but matured, it's a treat for both the senses and the tenses as a shining example of fashionable, big flavour drams. The whiskey was released as a series just shy of 640 bottles at a cask strength of 58.4% ABV. Okay, there we go. Thanks very much, Andy. Um, so yeah, uh, this whiskey uh, was yeah released around about the whiskey show um, for their tenth anniversary. And one of the things that I think people mention about this whiskey when they uh, when they they see it or review it is the bottle. And the bottle uh, noticeably has this design on the front, which uh, you really can't get what is going on when you see a picture of it because the idea is is that it's kind of a little bit 3D in the yeah. way that, the, that it works. Um, I believe it's I, called a lenticular design. I kind of didn't know what to expect when I heard about this and then I bought a bottle and the bottle arrived. And what it basically is, is you remember back in like the 90s when uh, you used to get holograms 
what mm. they would call holograms. That's basically what 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 it is. So when you kind of turn it on its side, it kind of changes. Yeah, yeah. It changes side, moves a little bit when you kind of move around it. Um, so I was expecting some sort of incredible kind of new technology that they'd used to to print on the front that made it made it incredible. Uh, but it is just kind of a hologram thing. Uh, it's still quite cool, but uh, I think, I think yeah. a few people have kind of overegged it a little bit. Overegged its coolness. Uh, it is basically still just that that kind of those holograms that we had. Um, but it's kind of done in a. It looks a bit like a pot still, but done in a um, a kind of futuristic style with with kind of coloured colourful blocks. So yeah, mm. so so there we go. And I've seen loads of labels on whiskey bottles moving about. Um, it's probably just probably just from the amount I've drank <laughs> after you absolutely smashed on them. Yeah, but yeah. So they released three bottlings. They released the um, past future, which was a Ben Nevis. They released okay. the present future, which is the one we've got the Le Chig, and the. Uh, <laughs> Shut, shut up! That was spot on. <laughs> yeah. you, you you pronounce that whiskey like you've just like stood on a piece of Lego or like burnt your <laughs> burnt your finger on the toaster. It's it's uh, it's I've, great. Every time I realise I have to pronounce it, I I kind of a little bit of panic creeps up in me. <laughs> so uh, so I end up just rushing it. Let's uh, you know. So uh, but yeah. So the one we've got at the moment is the present future, and then there's the future, which is an Invergordon grain whiskey. Um, and so yeah, I like okay. their dis- their descriptions of them. Is basically the past future one is what they thought the future of whiskey would be in the past. Yeah. <laughs> so work out your tenses there. Um, the present future one is what we think the future of whiskey is now, yeah. and the future one is what we think the future of whiskey might be in the future, whatever that means. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Yeah. 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 So that, so what they're kind of so the the Ben Nevis one is it is it a very um, is it a very sort of floral whiskey or? Uh, <laughs> you're testing me now. I'm going to. So they've sort of they've sort of gone. This is what people in the in the seventies or eighties thought whiskey was going to yeah turn into, which was it, a very, basically a very uh, I think a very aged uh, traditional Scottish distillery. You kind of uh, like, okay. I think yeah, it's like yeah. a twenty five year, so quite old. Yeah. yeah. Um, single malts, traditional Scottish distillery. So I think that's the idea behind it is that that's what people thought the future was. It was all about mm. a, like very aged whiskey yeah. from traditional distilleries. Whereas now it's about kind of things like Tobermory Distillery, cask um, strength, cask finish, cask strength. Yeah, not maybe not aged too much because of the you know demands for whiskey meaning you know it's hard to age it that much um but interestingly the future one the invergordon is a 44 year single grain and the idea is, oh, okay. is that maybe that's what we're moving towards a lot more kind of uh long long age single grains that have been Certainly you know, the, mass the, produced in the past and you know yeah aged for a long time i think i think we talked about it on the boutique uh when we did the boutique fifth uh anniversary on yep. Twitter, the aged uh, grain. That was, was Nympha Gordon as well, wasn't yeah, it? it was, yeah, it was really, really good. Yeah, that was lovely. Yeah, so um, so maybe that is the future whiskey. But at the moment, apparently, we think that this is the future whiskey. I think I need an English lesson just to uh, understand the all yeah. of the, the, the it's kind past- of like participles uh, going on here. It's kind of like the Christmas Carol, the Three Ghosts, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so this whiskey was recommended to me by uh, Matt, who runs um, the Dramble website. Uh, so you can find him on Twitter if you search for the Dramble, or if you go to google and type in the dramble you'll be able to find his his blog um and he high, heavily recommended it um he uh, said it was one of his favorite at the moment he can't get enough of it so uh, i kind of took his recommendation and uh, and splashed out in a bottle but it's not actually too expensive it's 75 pounds okay um which is pretty good for a you know let's be honest uh, 12 years 
bottling, which is cast strength. Uh, it is there's only a limited number of bottles available, so you know it's actually not too um, too unreasonable a price, really. And it's uh, I believe it's still available on the Whiskey Exchange. If you go to the Whiskey Exchange website, uh, they've still got a, f- a few bottles on there. Um, so yeah, so I'm looking forward to looking forward to tasting it with you and, and seeing what we both think about it. But yeah. in the meantime, let's have your uh, first future-related song before we get stuck into tasting the whiskey. So what are you going to go for? So when we said we we're going to do future, uh, I I had a, a vague memory from Soviet history lessons at university of the uh, futurist art movement that kind of happened around the early twenties, I guess, mm. um, across a lot of Europe and the the Soviet Union at the time. And it was it was not just music, was it? It was kind of everything. Yeah, like yeah, it was art, to, and the, you know, yeah. it was it was a whole kind of philosophy, I guess. Yeah, through looking. Looking back through that, I kind of found this guy, Alexander Mosolov, a Russian composer, who sort of wrote these um, futurist piano sonatas. And they, they do sound, you know, when you, when, you, when you place them in the time, they sound really, really weird. Like, they mm. must have properly fucked with people's heads when he first performed this. Um, and the, the piece of music I've, I've chosen is called Iron Foundry. And I think it really nicely demonstrates that uh, kind of sense that they had that, you know the 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 industrial revolution was gonna you know everything was gonna go a bit steampunk that was kind of how they saw the future you know wherever uh, there was gonna be a lot of big machines and smoke and stuff like that um you know and obviously through um you know the the invention of the computer processor pretty much uh, killed all that sort of stuff dead i guess it would be more relevant for the um for the past, past future past yeah. future uh, yeah, yeah. uh expression but it's you, you know it's it's still on theme i think um, oh yeah definitely and, yeah so uh, i like it yeah so, so, this, so is, this is what people thought the future of music would be back in the the 20s effectively isn't it so it's kind of like a yeah as you say a past future which is great exactly yeah. Yeah. And, yeah and and he was sort of so futuristic <laughs> that uh the soviet union did what they like to do which was put him in a gulag for about 15 years um, <laughs> uh, so you know he, he didn't compose an awful lot of music um, but uh, but but this is a really good piece so I'll have a listen to that Thank you. 
Well, there we go. So that was a fantastic, proper in your face, industrial classical music there um, from Mosolov. Um, so yeah, thank you for that. Brilliant. Uh, and yeah, I'd say not too far off the future of music. I think they got it pretty, pretty spot on. Um, actually goes nicely with some of the tracks I've got in the playlist later on, which are again, more kind of film soundtrack like, uh, so I think that's, that's excellent. Brilliant. So, uh, I think we should get stuck in and taste this whiskey then. So, um, let's have a little bit of a nose to begin with and see what we get on this Lechig <laughs> 12 year bottling from the whiskey show uh, the present future bottling so let's see what we got on the nose oh wow I've um, I've let it open up for quite a while and I got an instant whiff of uh, like tobacco smoke there straight away yeah. like cigar cigar smoke almost uh, on the nose combined with kind of um, almost like a, a, a chocolate yeah, it's, it's, in there as well. it's, yeah, so it's a like really interesting... Tobacco and chocolate for me, straight away. It's a really interesting nose because it manages to be both kind of subtle and really quite violent at the same yeah. time. Yeah, um, I think I think Lechega is known for its really noticeable tastes and flavours and smells. I think it's like proper in-your-face whiskey, isn't it? And I think it, it definitely has it. It smells like someone's kind of set up a portable kitchen and they're cooking kind of cordon bleu food in the middle of a shipyard it's, it's that, <laughs> yeah you know it's 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 got that kind of technique mm. and subtlety alongside oily tarry filth yeah yeah <laughs> um, i know what you mean it's a proper um it's proper dirty whiskey isn't it it's kind of like <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it doesn't that doesn't sound very complimentary but i mean it's a compliment it's proper kind of in your face you know um lots of murky and uh, oily and smoky flavors straight away actually i think that that piece of music you just played the industrial revolution piece mm. accompanies it quite nicely as well that kind of smoke and and oil yeah kind yeah. of perfectly um perfectly goes along with it doesn't it um but yeah and very noticeable peat as well i think uh yeah, very it's, smoky. A, it's a it's a peated whiskey and finished in cherry butts so you get and we're getting both of those elements come through very strongly i think it's certainly not a shrinking violet this whiskey is it that's yeah it's one of my favorite noses that i've had it's fantastic Mm, proper in your face really interesting i think it does need the time to open up Um, yeah when i I had a nose of this one it's straight out of the bottle um i just got a lot of peat um but one now that's opened up that's really interesting the the extra kind of uh subtler smokier elements in there and the sherried elements are coming through as well which is which is great uh, any other notes on the nose? Are you ready to dive in with the palette? Let's uh, let's do it. <laughs> okay, so on the palette, God, it's not shy, is it? Mm. So the peat is in your face, and the alcohol strength whacks you in the face as well. This is a proper slap in the face whiskey, isn't it? This is it's <laughs> it's totally uh, it's the, one of the least subtle whiskies I've had in a long time in terms of its. Um, strong flavors, yeah, but it's still it's there's a real kind of vein of sweetness running through it as well. Like yeah. um, it's not sort of um, medicinal from the peat. No, it, it, it's it's smoke and obviously alcohol. But the, the there's a bit of sherbet, bit of dark chocolate. There's there's some real you know strong sweeter elements coming through there as well. There's a lot of complexity in, isn't it? Um, 
it's actually despite its strength of flavors it's actually very well balanced i think that's what you're referring to earlier and that yeah. it's kind of it's both subtle and in your face at the same time it's in your face in that they're very strong flavors but subtle in that it allows for interesting complexity to come through it's not like a you know lefroig 10 where you know i love a lefroig 10 but it's pretty much peat in your face and that's it this is very much a um strong flavors but a lot of complexity the sherried notes start to come through on the palate don't they yeah yeah it's really interesting it's like seeing a a movie star come onto the red carpet and then just walk over to you and headbutt you. Um, <laughs> I'm glad that we managed to get another analogy of um, some, someone someone being hit in the face as an analogy because it's yeah. been a while since you've come up with an analogy that well, involves being hit I in the face. Well, I think all the all the all the violent analogies to date sort of um, pale into insignificance with this whiskey because it, there's no other way to describe it. It's it's a, <laughs> it's a vicious one too. It's powerful, isn't it? Yeah. Really powerful. A lot of I'm getting those chocolate notes again on the palate and slightly sweet, sweeter fruits, sweeter dark fruits like you'd expect to get with a, a sherry dram. Yeah. Um, thinking back, but actually to probably quite a, a bit of a similar dram that we had um, a couple of episodes ago with our Octomore, which was also heavily peated, but um, finished in a, you know, well, we had the 8.2 that was finished in red wine cast, so it had that sweeter element to it. Um, I'd say that the Octomore is surprisingly, I think, subtler, even despite its monster PPM, compared to this, the which is... You know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is sort of... Um taking the high levels of fennel and just and just running with it mm. <laughs> um but but they've they've managed to they've managed to eke out a lot of other qualities um yeah. especially especially those different types of sweetness coming through it's almost like um you know when you're at the pick and mix at the cinema or something and you're just mm. kind of grabbing you know a bit of that bit of that one of those four of those yeah it, it's really got got all that kind of uh complexity within the sweetness in that it, it represents lots of different types of there's the sharper sweetness and there's the richer sweetness um but all the while the the, the pea is just you know underpinning it all yeah i think the um as i say the those sweeter notes actually i think the sweeter notes come through quite a lot on the finish as well do you think like once the peat has kind of subsided a little bit you're left with a lot of those kind of almost like brown sugar and chocolate maybe a little bit of orange notes in there as well um which is really nice i'm i've not i've not i don't think the tobacco has kind of followed through from the nose i think the the nose had the tobacco and then it's very much been peat and sweet after that um but yeah i think on the finish is where you get all of those kind of slightly sweeter notes maybe a slight cherry note is in there as well as well do you think Kind of a, that's maybe yeah. Sweet, I mean, I, I, I think I could, maybe. you know, with enough time and patience, I could write, you know, a long, long list of the different, mm. different types of kind of um, sweetness, both sort of natural uh, comparisons and sweet shop comparisons and stuff. But you know, mm. we, as we've said before, that kind of uh, picking out um, notes just for the hell of it is kind of fairly boring mm. for us and the listeners so um, <laughs> you know take it from us it's very sweet it's very peaty and it's very fucking good yeah it's one for a one for the peat heads if you love a really peaty whiskey i would um definitely try and check this out because this but is... i think i think this is one that might ultimately win over someone who's not really you know, yeah i, th- I think it... someone who likes you know big rich dark sweet whiskeys mm. like like a sort of space side shared space side or something mm. i think i think if they gave this the time and patience i think i think they would 
they would concede that they'd find a peated whiskey they liked. Yeah, possibly, absolutely. Possibly more so than than with the Octomore. So yeah, fantastic. The the Lecheg. Uh, I think every time I've said that, I've said it differently. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, the Lecheg, a 12-year-old um, from Whiskey Show Bottling, um, totally in our face, <laughs> blown us away. This is my dram. This is, this is my dram. 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 Who? So I think I'll go for a uh, a second song on the back of that whilst I record. Yes, good from idea. From the Pete, uh, Pete and Sherry blast that I've just had. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go for my second song. I'm going to go for Massive Attack. Um, so Massive Attack. Uh, I just wanted to try and avoid with this uh, kind of playlist that I just typed future into Spotify and uh, came out with, you know, um, songs that had future in the title or something like that. I wanted to kind of try and avoid that here. Uh, but ultimately, uh, it was quite a hard theme. Did you find this? Do you think it was quite a hard theme, this one? Yeah, well, I think you could look at it different ways. You could, you yeah. could either try to kind of uh, come up with music that sounded like it was from the future, or you could yeah. look at music from the past that was trying to be future you know you get into the yeah. same tense issues that you do with the three types of uh whiskey exchange uh, the whiskey show um expressions so um, so yeah whilst i was trying to get my inspiration given that it was quite hard to come up with songs here i did just type future into <laughs> into spotify and um and one of them one of the songs that came up was future proof by massive attack which is uh one from their hundredth window album, which is not one of my favourites, but it's the first song on that album. Um, it was released back in two thousand and three, and it was pretty much when I think they were just left with the, um, you know, uh, Robert Del Naja. I think uh, is it Robert Del Naja or Naja, however you say his name. Pronunciations again being my downfall. Le Chig. Um, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> Robert Del Naja we'll call him uh, who is heavily rumoured to be Banksy everyone thinks that's basically who Banksy is um, but yeah so he he was the only one left of the original members of Massive Attack for this album and uh, he's actually the, the vocalist on this track as well and it's a, a track called Future Proof and I think it does sound a little bit futuristic and the, the kind of especially at the beginning the uh, the styles of um, of electronic sounds that are coming through at the beginning uh but also just just a really nice kind of brooding piece that massive attack absolutely kind of nailed in their years and years of uh creating great music so so let's have a listen to future proof by massive attack
I, I don't know if Banksy's now going to sue me for um, revealing, like for, for adding to the rumours that Rob, yeah, Robert Yeah, I don't know. I guess he's been outed uh, by so many people so many times, and who knows if they've actually managed to get the right person yet. So, well, we're, that's the thing. It's, it's never been confirmed, does it? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> things we don't actually know. I don't think anyone's going to listen to us anyway. Um, but yeah, so so there we go. So a bit of massive attack. Um, let's. Should we, should we dive into a bit of a listen a bit now? See what Aiden had to say? That's yeah. what his answers yeah, to our no, questions were. Yeah, so to set the scene, me and Aiden had just been to the pub, uh, Red House pub in Newcastle. Uh, we'd had a few whiskeys, most of them cast strength. We were a little bit merry as we uh, as we left the pub. And uh, so I whipped out my microphone, as I often do, uh, and uh, managed to convince him to, to join in on our listen, about, uh, listen a bit. I think if he hadn't had quite so many whiskeys, he might have uh, run a mile. Um, but he eventually kindly agreed to do it. And so we wandered along the streets of Newcastle um, and he answered all of our listen a bit questions. So if you do get a little bit of background noise uh, from cars and, and drunk Geordies, then, uh, then you know, uh, forgive us. But, uh, but here we go. So we started off by talking talking about our trip to the pub and then we got into the listen a bit questions so here here it is hi Tony Dr Carl how's Susan oh yeah she's fine mate yeah you uh throwing another shrimp on the barbie to your right mate nice mate mate listeners every podcast needs good listeners now it's time for understanding that up, you flaming galore. Is that even a proper Aussie accent? No, but neither's yours, mate. Ah, oh, mate. Okay, so I'm here with Aiden. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'll, you'll be glad, listeners, you'll be glad to hear a real Geordie for a change on the podcast. Um, well, you stuck with me from Jesmond's most of the time. So, uh, so yeah, nice to have a, a real Geordie. You're from South Shields, aren't you? I was going to say, technically not a Geordie. Well, well I'm sorry, yes, I'm going to, I've got to get my uh, South of the River uh, and North of the River uh, accents right. However, I do have a Geordie accent. <laughs> but we are, we're, just lit, we're just literally wandering through uh, Newcastle Town Centre after a uh, night in the pub, drinking a few whiskeys. Did I, you enjoy it? I, I did indeed. I, Highland Park 18 was a particular highlight. Yeah, I think you, you've become quite taken with it. What else did you have? You had a... Um, Particularly strong bourbon as well, didn't you? I did. The uh, William Larue Weller, seventy point one percent. So yes, very strong. Amazing. I, I don't know which year it is. I'm not that much of a spotter. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we just had a nice, uh, nice drink in the Red House pub for anyone who uh, who knows the area well enough. But I, uh, but I thought I'd do the uh, the usual listener bit with Aiden. So I've roped him in. Unlucky Aiden, you're uh, <laughs> stuck with doing the list a bit. Got a few questions here. The usual questions that we ask all of our listeners in the list a bit. And the first one is, what is your favourite whiskey on your shelf at the moment? The, the one I reach for the most at the minute is the Laphroaig 10-year-old. I think every time I open the cupboard, that's the one I'm reaching for. Oh, it's, it's a classic, isn't it? It is, aye. You've aye. just been getting into your PD whiskeys, haven't you? So. I have. I did. Me, me gateway from bourbon to scotch has been peated whiskies weirdly so that's that's kind of where i'm at <laughs> who would have guessed it and uh, what would be top of your all-time Dramia league table that uh, Blanton straight from the barrel i think that's the one if i'm gonna celebrate anything or if i'm after something a bit special that's the one i'm after Blanton straight from the barrel fantastic well yeah so to our listeners you are traditionally a bourbon drinker aren't you i am indeed uh, originally yeah um what's your favorite distillery and why 
Well, I did think about this. I, I think I'll cheat a little bit and go with Buffalo Trace. So oh, yeah. that kind of takes in all the Blanton's range, the Weller range, the Wheated Bourbons, which I like. Uh, Sazerac, Rye, I like that. So, yeah, I don't think I could go far wrong with Buffalo Trace. Fantastic. Um, and are you ready for the quickfire round? Go on then. <laughs> <laughs> so, sherryed or peated? I think I know the answer to that. Uh, peated all day long. Yeah. Um, Scotch or bourbon? Still bourbon, I'm afraid. Ah, okay. I thought you'd say that. I thought you'd say that. Although the peated Scotch is starting to win you around. Yeah, it's but... winning us over, but <laughs> I'm still bourbon. Uh, cast strength or age statement? I think I'll go with age statement. Sometimes Ooh, I, don't, I, I don't want to cast strength. Sometimes I don't want something that's going to take the flesh off the inside of my mouth. So, yeah, age statement. I mean, a lot of the uh, a lot of the bourbons aren't actually age statements. A lot of the, the kind of standard bourbons aren't. So No, not really. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's interesting. That's answer. From, from our podcast, you are you are a listener to the podcast, aren't you? So, I, I am, yes. Um, so the, the science bit or the Drummy League table? Well, it's a science bit again, isn't it? I don't, yeah. think, I don't think I'm the first to say that. I don't think no. I'll be the last. Everyone, everyone says the science bit. They love it. They love it. Um, Highland or Isla? Isla. Nice, yeah, with the peated element there. And then some music ones, Blur versus Oasis. Well, back in the day I was Blur, then I went through a phase of being Oasis, but I think I'm, I'm back to Blur. I think Oasis take themselves just a little bit too seriously. I know what you mean, I know what you mean. I've, I've probably done the same over, over time. Originally Blur, then Oasis, then Blur. Uh, and the Beatles or Bowie? Uh, Bowie, I just don't get the Beatles. I just, I just don't think I get it. In, to- in today's music, I just don't really get the Beatles. Um, well, there you go. Well, you survived the, the listener bit. It was great. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, and I should say as well, thank you for doing the guest blog you did recently on our, uh, on our website. Um, uh, you did the, the Few Spirits rye whiskey uh, with the Flaming Lips. Yeah, that, no, I, I enjoy doing it, so thanks very much. I'm sure we'll uh, rope you in to do a future guest uh, blog in the future as well. Why not? <laughs> so, yeah, thanks very much, Aidan. Cheers. Thank Cheers. you. Okay, there we go. So the listener bit, uh, once again, the science bit being picked as the favourite part of the podcast. Uh, so there you go, Andy, your, your legacy lives on. Yeah, no, I mean, it's uh, it's a triumph for, for the lazy, really, because so, <laughs> so little effort's put into it that, you know, for it to, for it to be so popular, is it's just, you know, great. I think it's just because it's up against the rest of our features, which are, <laughs> let's be honest, pretty pathetic. So. <laughs> Um, but there we go. Um, so yeah, that was Aiden's listen a bit. So let's do. Should we do Drummy League table? Yep. Okay, here we go. Because it's a Drummy League table, reckon all the whiskey so you can tell which is the best. Talking of un, uh, our less popular features, here's, here's the Drummy <laughs> League table. Uh, so yeah, anyone that uh, hasn't listened before, you've probably wondered what the hell is going on <laughs> for the for kind of 40 or so minutes of this podcast. Um, but yeah, uh, what we usually do at this point is we do the Drummy League table. And um, what we do is we score the whiskey out of 10 for nose, palate and finish each. 
leading to a score out of 60 in total, which we then uh, put onto a fancy looking Dramia League table that we occasionally publish on the website and on Twitter and so on, so people can keep track of our favourite whiskies we've reviewed and things like that. I think I think because in, in honour of the, um, the, the futuristic uh, uh, nature of this podcast, we should... Um, embark on a, a time-bending uh, Dramier League scoring process where we start with the finish and work our way backwards to the nose. Um, <laughs> I like it. So, so working backwards and, yeah, very good. The future. There we go again. No expense spared on the uh, special effects. So we'll start with the uh, start with the finish. What do you think? I'd say the finish is where the nice uh, sherried notes start to come through. Um, it's not necessarily the longest, but it's certainly uh, nice and... Uh, lingering so i'm going to go eight on the finish yeah i'm going to join you with an eight i think it's a good good solid uh warming finish but but it's not the it's not the standout part of the drum yep um on the palette god this is hard working backwards it's freaking me out mm. <laughs> okay so on the palette uh i'm gonna go for a uh, uh i'm gonna go for a nine on the palette i think it's uh yeah, just all of those really strong flavours just can't help but to to appreciate something when you taste something that's a little bit different, a little bit in your face and such powerful complexity. I think, yeah, it's got to be a nine. Yeah, I'm going to join you there. I think, uh, I think, yeah, I think we're just in agreement. It's a it's a really uh, great tasting, uh, great tasting whiskey. I think um, uh, possibly just um, lets itself down a little bit on the on the subtlety front. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's just, I, I, for me, I think the peat is almost a little bit too much, but given the rest of the dram is, is so impressive, uh, I'm still going to go for a nine. And then on the nose, I am going to go for, oh, it was a nice note. I'm going to go nine again, again on the nose. The tobacco smoke was really interesting for me and um, and the peat coming through again, really, uh, really interesting, well-balanced nose. I loved it. Yeah, I mean, th- th- this is like... I'm not going to say easily, but it's it's probably one of my favourite noses that we've had uh, on on the podcast all throughout. Um, I, I really like that kind of seaside industrial, um, the those kind of notes coming off it. But it's just a really like wonderfully complex nose. So you're not going to like this, but in honour of its, but uh, because it's because it's such a hard hitting nose i guess uh you know it's 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 a headbutt from scarlett johansson that's what we're talking about here um <laughs> uh i'm going to give this 11 on the nose <laughs> you're breaking our scoring system by going for 11 wow <laughs> this is the future this is the future of the drama league table <laughs> <laughs> it just it just seems like you know it's it's got that it's got that spinal tap kind of uh um, going all the way up to 11 just, just daftness like who who thought making a whiskey that gives off that kind of aroma was a good idea i, I just love it that is amazing so you heard it here first listen our first 11 out of 10 on the on the nose for, for this <laughs> for this whiskey the, this is amazingly conflicting for me because the the, the kind of showman um prom, podcast promoter side of me is absolutely loving that you've gone for 11 out of 10 but the accountant ocd side of me mm-hmm. is absolutely uh, disgusted that you've gone outside the scoring system i <laughs> so can see like i the, can see the, that. Two, I mean, you're, the you're, two halves of me are, are just you, so you, conflicted you are quite literally crying out of one side of your face <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, so so there we go. But I am absolutely loving it. So our first eleven out of ten. Oh, this is my drum. 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 Let's finish off then with your song uh, to go with it. Um, your suitably futuristic song to go with our lovely whiskey that we've just tried and has achieved a ridiculous futuristic unattainable score of 11 on the nose so the second song i'm going to go for is uh tangerine dream who are a german uh electronica duo from the that started in the late 60s but have uh, gone on for a long long time um and i think they were extremely far ahead of their time which i think is is very good uh fits in very well with this uh with this whiskey, if um, if their predictions are right, if this is what we're all we've all got to look forward to in ten or fifteen or twenty years from the whiskey industry, then um, I'm I'm relatively okay with that. But I think Tangerine Dream, they they kind of um, you know they 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 predicted that kind of eighties electronica stuff that's now made a resurgence again through things like Stranger Things on Netflix and that that yeah. kind of thing. You know, it's it's come around a. A second or third time or whatever that is, um, but but these guys were kind of um, very early on in in, in that uh, in that genre. Um, yeah. So the song is landing on fifty one, which is you know futuristic kind of uh, alien reference in there as well. So I oh, like Area fifty one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice. Very cool. Excellent. Right. Well, let's have a listen to that one.
great so uh, there you go Tangerine Dream um, landing on 51 I really love that uh, I think that's what I, I'm i kind of you know when I'm going the future do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's the the, the do, 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 do. <laughs> I was picturing it sounding exactly like that to be honest like the, the first thing I thought of when you suggested the, the playlist theme and unfortunately the, I, they, they don't have it as a recorded single was the uh, the future sailors song from the mighty bush I don't know if you remember <laughs> that where they sort of dre- where they dress up as sailors but then do like kind of well music like tangerine dream i guess um, ah, cool. uh, and they've got this song called future sailors which you know just i might just uh, play a snippet of it from youtube or something <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on, on, on the podcast here so people can know what, what you're talking about yeah, yeah so if i have managed to find it here's a bit of the mighty boosh doing that look forget them okay focus block them out i know they can't just come in here and tell us what we are we know what we are that's right what we are it's sailors heading towards the future. Exactly. They can't just blow us off course. We've got compasses. That's right, and they're neon. Yeah. Two, three, four. Future sailors. Oh, yeah. Robot starfish. Nylon admiral. Sucking for sea. Oh, I don't know. I'm not feeling it, Al. Yeah, I know what you mean. I feel... Stupid. So yeah, a good bit of a good bit of mighty boosh interlude there uh, with future sailors. Um, but yeah, so uh, what we'll do is we'll finish off by just um, uh, putting some other songs onto a playlist that we will make available on our blog and um, you know on Spotify if you search for this my jam or one word, so that uh, the other kind of songs that we thought fitted the theme quite nicely but don't have time to play on the podcast itself. Uh, you guys can go and have a listen to in your at your own leisure. Uh, so you've got a nice playlist to to accompany your Leche single malt twelve year old from the whiskey show. Um, so the first one I'm going to put on is actually um, kind of along the same theme as kind of Tron the Tron Legacy uh, soundtrack that that Daft Punk did. Um, the other s- film that kind of jumped to mind when I thought of kind of futuristic films was. Um, the Blade Runner um, and the Vangelis soundtrack to Blade Runner, which was kind of, I think, seen as a bit of a breakthrough in soundtracks as well in that kind of atmosphere. It kind of actually provided a lot of the atmosphere of the film. The film was basically probably held in such high regard because of its fantastic atmosphere. And Vangelis managed to create a lot of that with his very brooding soundtrack that he managed to produce. And uh, the main title theme from, from Blade Runner is... I suppose uh, kind of quite famous now isn't it that those kind of uh, synth chords that come in um, over the uh, as, a, as the kind of camera glides over this the futuristic city yeah, yeah. is uh, is quite famous now so yeah I thought I'd put Vangelis main title from Blade Runner uh, on the playlist the ones I'm going to go for I'm going to go for uh, Fear the Future um, by St. Vincent as well Uh, it was on a Mass Education album
Uh, and finally, I'm going to go for a Tom York song. Uh, I'm going to go for Guess Again. Uh, this came from his album, which was Tomorrow, Tomorrow's Modern Boxes, which has two links to the futures. Firstly, it's Tomorrow's Modern Boxes, has a futuristic um, kind of theme to it uh, in the name of the album. But secondly, they tried to release this album in a futuristic way. To, so it was sold through BitTorrent. Uh, as an attempt at a kind of new way of doing things, kind of the future of music. Uh, I think he was trying to fight against streaming music streaming quite a lot at the time, and he's eventually kind of had to give in to it. I think it's just the way that the, the mu music industry's gone, but it was his attempt at a different approach of music distribution. So so I'm going to go for Guess again. Just my favourite song from that album, I think, but um, probably not his best album, um, but some really interesting ideas on there. So uh, this song, uh, Guess Again, I really like. Wild dogs Uh, but what other songs are you going to put on the playlist, Andy? So I talked a bit about the uh, the the futurism uh, movement in the twenties. Um, Forty years later, there was a, a another movement in music called uh, space age pop, which was less of a good idea. Um, so what this was, it was um, pop music during the sort of early days of the the space age in America. <clears throat> And generally what it was was where they took uh, a lot of jazz standards, things that had been kind of made famous by Sinatra and those guys in the in the 50s, and they re-recorded a sort of slightly weird, yeah, just a, an odd version of it, with, with but with the same instruments, but making kind of odd noises. The trumpets make these kind of blares and whoops and things like that. Um, and it, it all sounds like the worst kind of music. Um and, and and then it that sort that sort of led into that kind of Austin Powers swinging sixties kind of music as well. So it's it's got a hell of a lot to answer for. Um, and and one of the one of the main proponents of it was this guy called Esquivel! Uh, exclamation mark. That was how he stylized his his name. Esquivel! Really <laughs> really shouting it. Um, and uh, so I'm going to put his cover of. It had to be you on, and not in celebration of it, more as a sort of cautionary warning to future listeners um, that this <laughs> this sort of thing must be stopped. Um, so, so this is the first time we've had an eleven on the podcast uh, in our Jamie League table, but also the first time you we've put a song on that we actually don't like onto the playlist. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, um, <laughs> Well, I didn't play it on the podcast. I'm not a sadist. Like, I just, you know, <laughs> I just, it's it's more of a sort of uh, public service announcement kind of uh, kind of uh, function that I'm fulfilling there. Um, okay, well, we'll play a snippet of it here. We can see what, what the hell you mean. <laughs> so here it is. Great stuff, and uh, well, I say great stuff. I mean awful stuff. Um, <laughs> and the second song is Future of the Left, who are a, a great uh, uh, Welsh punk band, um, and their song Mancasm. Um, again, this is you know I, I'm not 
I'm not offering any great uh, rationale here. They've got the word future in their name. Um, <laughs> I almost went for future islands for the same reason. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Same. Same kind of. Same kind of deal. Future of the left. That sounds like a big political issue at the moment. So uh, <laughs> let's be honest. That is. That's far too topical. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an unanswered question. I guess. The last song is by The Kills. Um, oh, brilliant, yeah. And the song's future starts slow, which I think it's a good kind of answer to the discussion we were having about artificially making whiskey in three days or whatever. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a, a slow process. Slow process. So, you know, mm. future starts slow, I think, is, is could be a could be a theme, theme song for the whole whiskey industry. Great stuff. There we go. Fantastic. So, uh, so we go. Uh, a futuristic playlist for you all. The future. Uh, it's not getting any better. Um, <laughs> um, but yes, to go with the. Uh, go on, you say it this time. Lechig. Can you can tweet? Can tweet can... I, I'm saying it like the Google Translate guy. Now yeah, you know when you <laughs> when you type a Spanish word in, it's like um, Lechig. <laughs> Uh, can our Scottish listeners who speak Gaelic please um, tweet in and tell us that Andy is pronouncing it wrong? That would make my day. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably got it right, but it would certainly make my day if he was getting it wrong. Um, but yeah, so uh, it was a lovely whiskey and nice futuristic playlist to go with it. Hope you've enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, I think that's any sort of summary for the, the whiskey itself. I mean, you know, I, th- I think, you know, a, a roundhouse to the face from Scarlett Johansson is about as good a a good uh, summary as you're going to get for this one. Okay, so um, I think that's everything we've got time for today then. So I think that's, well, that's basically the end of the series. So big finale fireworks going off, etc. Um, and thank you to all the contributors of the series because we've had... Uh, Dan Hooper from Australia doing the listen a bit. We've had um, John W. Baseman um, doing a, a whole episode with us. Uh, so it was really nice of him to get involved. Uh, we had Vin doing a live stream with us, which we turned into a full episode. And then we've had Aidan Bertie um, not only give go for a guest blog with us, but also do the listen a bit in this episode. So thank you to all the contri- contributors this series. We've really appreciated it. And we've really enjoyed uh, doing some you know whiskey stuff with you guys so it's good to kind of not be stuck with each other let's be honest isn't it Andy so uh... yeah yeah oh, definitely um, <laughs> any, any, anyone that can get in the middle of things and you know um, save me from talking to him uh... break break up our lovers <laughs> tiff yeah I'm going to do an ant on you next series and I'm just going to leave you leave you on your own and uh, Holly Willoughby's yeah well if you get instead. replaced by Holly Willoughby that's all right. I don't know if, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if she knows much about whiskey but <laughs> 
Um, how do you know? How do you know? She could be a big whiskey fan. Um, but in the meantime, yeah, uh, we'll come back with Series 7 not too long away, actually. We'll probably do a Christmas episode to kick off Season 7. Um, so that'll be released probably um, in the week before Christmas. Uh, so look out for that one. It'll be a nice festive episode. And then we'll do our usual roundup of the year for our, um, our episode after that around New Year. That'll be one where we're finally in the same room together because I'm um, visiting Northern Ireland over the New Year. So uh, me and Andy will sit down and uh, and do a do a, a live episode for a change um, in the same room as yeah, each other. In in my kitchen with the terrible sound quality. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there you go. Look, you got that one to look forward to, listeners. Um, but in the meantime, I'm going to let Andy do his usual and give us a bit of an outro in his traditionally uh, bizarre and often quite um, distracting way. So, what's your outro today? Well, I don't know. I mean, I was while we were recording, I was reminded of the time I went went out for a uh, went to an Indian restaurant when I was in America on my holidays. Um, and you know obviously in the UK you ask for the bill at the end of the meal it's slightly different in America but the curry that I ordered was um, was unbelievably hot like you know where it makes your your whole kind of face go numb um, and it was it was such a hot curry that I, I couldn't I almost couldn't speak properly um, so you know the waiter came over at the end said have you enjoyed your food and I kind of you know tr- almost kind of said ah yeah it was because my, my face just wasn't working by this point. Oh, uh, I wouldn't tell where this is going. And he kind of said, "Can I can I get you dessert? Do you want coffees and like that?" And I, and I said, uh, "No, no, 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 I don't care. Just just leg. <laughs> just leg, please. Tum- tumbleweed. <laughs> <sighs> That's how the series is going to end, Andy. On that terrible gag. <laughs> That's your fault. I, I don't know. You know, it's uh... right. Well, on that, <laughs> on that terrible note, we'll see you in series seven. Don't Have forget good... to tell them to like follow the Twitter and all that other. Boring, oh yeah, all that other boring crap. You know. Well, now you like. bring up all of that. You've distracted me so much with your terrible puns that. Uh... So yeah, follow us on Twitter at this is my dram and Instagram at this is my dram and go to our website this is my dram.com. I promise you the jokes aren't as bad on our website as they are in the outro and uh, we will see you for series 7 we'll be back for some Christmas fun but in the meantime have a good one guys bye